0: to the one two three show with me noreen mayor this tuesday afternoon the time has come and i'd like to welcome back on the program andrew Dambina. andrew how are you doing
1: i'm very well thank you Noreen. how are you on this bright sunny day i'm
0: doing great great oh
1: is that, is that an irish accent oh. or scottish or? I'm,
0: I'm not sure i think yes irish <laughs> does that sound irish i'm glad i can do accents now
1: a, a little bit Celtic, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: Great. Well, anyway, what have you got for us today? Yeah.
1: Then, well, okay, just very quickly, um, as as we mentioned last time, because Tuesday happens to be the day that the chief executive regularly makes a brief statement to the press, and um, she takes a couple of questions from the press every Tuesday morning after she's given a statement. Today, she made a passing mention in relevance to uh, to of uh, food type I, it, it stuff, just, it just talk, dropped off, that, uh, um, the rules and regulations.
0: It just dropped out, Andrew. Can ah, you hear me? Really? Ah, No, no, I got you back. Good.
1: Go for it. I can. Okay. All right. I was just going to say that the chief executive in her regular Tuesday morning uh, question and answer session with the press gave a passing mention today that rules in place on social distancing affecting restaurants and also the closure of bars reminded everyone in case people listen the listener doesn't remember these are still in place until may the 7th and she was asked whether those are likely to be extended and the answer is that we won't know yet until very close to may the 7th itself in case anyone was wondering obviously People who own restaurants and bars are wanting this to happen as soon as possible. While the numbers are down, um, she was sounding more promising today, but nothing can be said for sure.
0: Yeah, that's right. Yikes. I wonder so, how, yeah. I mean, right now, uh, people can still sit, uh, still can, can go to restaurants, but they have to sit 1.5 metres apart and no more than four people a table.
1: That's right. And we did mention that, you know, it is a strange old regulation in a way. Hopefully it has been some help to people not getting stuff. But I, uh, as we know from uh, from bars, that people sitting next to each other, as they can do in restaurants right now, can still pass on COVID-19. However, it seems to have done some good. So uh, let's just keep our fingers crossed that the numbers stay down and these regulations can be dropped so that the restaurants and bar industry doesn't completely collapse and that people can enjoy going out again.
0: Yes, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed for that. Yeah, Yeah, we're doing very well here in Hong Kong.
1: Not bad, comparatively. I've got to say, actually, some big food relief efforts are going on around the world in places that are much worse affected than we are by the pandemic here in Hong Kong, in London. The uh, UK's worst hit spot at the moment, the Evening Standard newspaper is uh, acting as an umbrella sort of aggregator for a number of charities that are acting to distribute food to the needy. And there are more and more growing needy with the numbers increasing and people affected all the time. Under its Food for London mail campaign, the newspaper website is giving exposure to um, a number of NGOs that are lending a hand uh, in case readers are able to volunteer because many people have been and have Andrew, work of
0: time. Andrew yeah. it sounds like you're being abducted by aliens. <laughs> it's just, oh, it just, it, really? Now it sounds good. And then as you're, as you're talking, it just gets more and more sort of echoey. Ah,
1: okay, well... No, okay, I'm not. you, you I'm, sound
0: I'm, great again.
1: Okay, let's, <laughs> let's carry on giving it a go, though, Doreen. Yeah? <laughs> I, I, hope, I hope that you and Elizabeth thought most of that, but basically... With, in the UK, with a lot of people being uh, small
0: severely. I'm sorry, Andrew. I'm going to have to ring you back. It sounds like you, okay. it sounds like um, we we're, we're losing you. Okay, I'll call you right back.
1: Music was my first love. Inspired by music lovers. Uncle Ray Kadira with a superb balance of vocal and instrumental classics from the last six decades, including the obligatory solid gold Elvis track. Recording a track or two. Less a more action. You'll hear treasures you may have missed. Rock and roll, swing, and smooch your way down memory lane with Ray Kadira, 10 till 1, weeknights on Radio 3.
0: Right, we've got Andrew Dambina, food and drink reporter, back with us uh, once again. Sorry about that, Andrew. It's, it seems like um, we use WhatsApp call to call our guests a lot of the times, and the quality, for the most part, is brilliant. It sounds like you know almost studio quality, and then occasionally that happens. Uh, but you're back with us now.
1: Good. I hope this is a better line, Noreen, for you and uh, and the listener. Um, I'm not sure how much of uh, of that. Um sort of situation in London got through there. But you talking about the
0: London evening news and yes, sorry, go on.
1: Yeah. I mean it's, um, there's a call to action really because so many people in the UK across different uh, industries are um are able to either work from home or they're being given uh time off uh paid leave um and so NGOs are getting a lot of support from people who would normally be working which is a really positive thing. However um, you know, the uh, the actual packages of dried food and tinned food and fresh vegetables, which they don't have enough people to pick fruit and veg for, are dwindling. So it is a, it is, it is a diminishing um, situation of being able to give, go out and help people while numbers are rising there. But um, there are a few things that are trying to get people to donate money as well. As I say, people are being paid almost uh, across the board. Many, many people from the workforce are being paid their normal salaries over there. Mm-hmm. And um, one fun current fundraiser um, that uh, uh, that is on the newspaper's website um, from one of the NGOs is a stay-at-home burger battle. This is quite fun. For a donation of £5 or more, uh, people can... Uh, take a picture, they can make something at home and get really outlandish and The only parameters are that it has to be something between two buns that can be eaten and um, photo proof and donation is then sent in to the uh, to the to the newspaper 's uh, charity and then um, people can win things like uh, vouchers for home delivery up to hundreds of pounds and so on and it 's getting a lot of hit rates uh, it's it 's a, a fun way for people to still engage with uh, say news entities or communities of people who are into food through uh, a website competition it, 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 we, we can of quite imagine it here because we still do have the freedom to go out despite what we said before restaurants are still operating and uh, in in the UK and some other places they, they really have converted themselves to take out only um, there, there are there are faces um, like uh, the ex football manager uh, from uh, Tottenham Hotspur, who I seem to remember you used to be quite uh, keen on, Noreen. That's right. Um, one, of, yeah, one, of, one of their ex-managers has got involved in being a face for delivering to cheer people up. These NGOs are employing people. There's an actress, Olivia Coleman, if you know who she is. She's a comedian in the UK, who are, who are rolling up their sleeves and helping delivering some of these food packages around the uh, British capital as well. So, It's it's trying to inject a bit of feel-good factor where it's possible. I was going to say,
0: despite you know, COVID COVID nineteen obviously being a horrible virus and and sort of mm. all all that aspect, but it also brings out a lot of creativity and also a lot of heartwarming. And no, you can see you know the 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 best of humanity as well.
1: Yeah, definitely. This is showing that people are helping each other. There are lots of people in neighbourhoods around the UK and uh, Australia, I've heard as well, who are dropping. Uh, little notes or almost calling cards to people that they know are older than themselves just to say, hey, we're just a couple of houses down the road. In case you need a hand, uh, do do give us a bell and here's our phone number. And these, these kind of things are heart, heartwarming because, I mean, I think the times where people even knew their neighbours in most developed parts of the world uh, before the COVID-19 outbreak happened were was, was dwindling. People became more and more private. You know, people um, aren't... Quite as friendly in communities as they used to be in in neighbourhoods around the world, and everyone's got ear, ear pods in at the moment, you know, or, or or before this disease, I should say, and is in their own little bubble or looking at mobile phones. This maybe has lent more of a communal feel to a lot of neighbourhoods around the world. Absolutely. Um, hope hopefully, um, and the uh, the UK government has started delivering phone boxes to uh, um, to its first batch was 50,000 people in what it terms as the biggest efforts to deliver supplies to those in need since World War II. It it plans to deliver hundreds of thousands per week and uh, mostly tinned and dried food products so that they can warehouse them without things going off. This all started in the last couple of days of March. Um, In in both the UK and the US, aerial photos have shown Horrendous tailbacks of cars at those large supermarkets that you often get outside of city centres. And it's um, Reuters news agency reported last Friday that many food banks in the US, which had been distributing food, have been seized up by the infrastructure, the roads, and uh, other forms of transport, rail, and so on, in getting people to get their emergency food boxes. Texas apparently has been particularly badly hit with almost no canned or dried foodstuffs. That's like pasta, rice or beans available at all wow, in food banks. That's um, terrible. and it, Yeah, it is terrible. And in New York, the mayor recently appointed a head of food distribution as charities became overstretched. And uh, more than 30% of the NGO city food banks have had to close due to a lack of supplies donations or volunteers who are harder to recruit because of infection and of lockdowns um it's i mean i i i i I could go on it's a depressing list but it's just interesting (laughs) to see what is outside of uh of Hong Kong and to remind us that we do have it quite good here. Absolutely. Um,
0: We're so lucky here in Hong Kong. I mean, I know we, we joked about, and, and, you know, the the issue is real, that the flour shortage, uh, flour yeah. shortages, and, and also uh, tin tomatoes, chopped tom- tomato mm. chops are also uh, in shortage, but compared to other Harder. places, Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, totally. it is. I mean, also, of course, we're a couple of months further on at True. the moment. We know things yo-yo up and down, as we saw in Singapore and we've mentioned before. And even in mainland China, there are new new outbreaks happening. But, um, yes, yeah, at the moment, we weeks do ago, have a...
0: Yeah, sorry, a few weeks ago, um, there was a shortage of rice again. And now it's, it seems to be fine again. So you just never know. Yes, that's
1: right. That's right. Yeah, no, it's, it's, all of a sudden... <laughs> That's right, and I think we've mentioned this before, but it's often to do with packaging and distribution. Because what happened here and around the world is that um, there were packaging made larger packages for for restaurants, um, and there were only a certain amount made for uh, for retail sale. But as a lot of restaurants have closed down in, in Hong Kong, less so. But imagine in other places in the world where. Um, where restaurants have been shut down almost completely and they're now selling takeout. Supermarkets have got these aerial shots of queues going back, you know, miles that I was just mentioning before. And there's not enough packaging for the um, supermarket size packages of flour, rice um, and and other pasta and other staples. Um, and it's finding the infrastructure to get from what would have normally been delivered to restaurants to go into supermarkets in the right packaging mm. that people can buy them. So it's, it's a whole kind of distribution uh, rejuggle, and it's, it's taking a very long time for different departments to do that. Um, the U.S. Department of Agriculture, which had been providing food banks with a glut and excess of food stuff before COVID-19 hit, for example... Um, has now r- almost run out of some of its uh, uh, dry foodstuffs. So it had more than it needed um, w- way before it had a stockpile, and it now just is trying to get those things packaged into the right quantities to deliver to needy individual people. Um, it's its uh, Charities and Farmers Association who are scrambling to make up the shortfall for local communities mm-hmm. in Europe and in uh, large places like, uh, like America and Canada to, um, to distrib- distribute to uh, local communities. Mm-hmm. Um, the the United Nations World Food Programme, meanwhile, is focusing is on some of the worst affected parts of the world at this time. Um, that's North Africa, Asia, the Middle East, and Eastern Europe. Uh, in one of its most recent reports, that's the World Food Programme, on Saturday just gone, it says that food assistance... It's helping around 100 million people worldwide and it has to always adapt to protect those most at need on any particular day almost or any particular week. In uh, South Sudan, it distributes the most of its rations of food at the moment and that's up to 1.2 million people who are in need in Sudan. Uh, And that's followed by Colombia uh, in South America, Bhutan, Cambodia and Syria being very high on the needing help list as well. Um, the, the, the UN, uh, another department in the UN, the Food and Agriculture Organization, is continuing its efforts to contain a desert locust upsurge. I don't know if you've seen this in either on online or in the news or in or in publications, but but there's a terrible uh, plague of locusts that's going through parts of Africa, mm-hmm. East Africa. Where almost twenty million people are experiencing uh, food shortages because of, of locust. A, uh, a, a locust explosion, and um, uh, Sudan and uh, Yemen are the worst affected by that locust problem. Um, uh, moving on to Hong Kong, several food banks and food uh, and soup kitchens in Hong Kong have um, still are still temporarily closed because of uh, COVID nineteen, which makes it harder. For the, uh, for the needy, obviously, to get access to hot meals or food provisions. So, but, but there are a lot of NGOs here who are distributing food boxes to people that they can identify. Um, but it's a shame that some of the soup kitchens and so on, for one reason or another, through volunteers or, or worry about spreading the, uh, the virus, have had to shut down. And um, I sent you a little link just before we started talking. It's one of a few initiatives that's going around. One that just started and is going on until the 17th of May through uh, 7-Eleven, the uh, the retail outlets that we all know in Hong Kong. Uh, It started a new charity meal program last week, and what people need to do if they want to take part in this is register on the 7-Eleven main website, and you can buy meal vouchers in the amount that even if you are currently out of a job or on unpaid leave, if you feel that you've got a spare. Fifteen Hong Kong dollars, or multiples of fifteen Hong Kong dollars, um, you can uh, you can charge up any Seven Eleven outlet once you've registered online, um, and uh, you, know, you can donate to one of a handful of different charities. There are different ones NGOs that are distributing food around Hong Kong. There's Food, sorry, People's Food Bank, Food Angel, Pei Ho Counterparts, Food Link, and the Hong Kong Christian Service, which are all delivering under that system so that's a very worthwhile cause. Um, there are of course a number of other NGOs around which are not hard to find if anyone listening felt like they could put themselves with a with a good mask on to help with distribution or um, in a position to, uh, to give a donation. Um, there was a very heartwarming story actually from Hong Kong by a bank based here last Wednesday. The um, DBS Hong Kong has donated 57 million Hong Kong dollars to help communities that are hard hit by COVID-19. This is across Asia. So wow. it's an Asia-wide, but from the Hong Kong-based uh, DBS bank. Um, but And this will benefit uh, elderly people, particularly locally. The uh, Stronger Together Fund is a special initi- initiative by the DBS Hong Kong with care packs and food packs Uh, giving to the elderly and vulnerable families uh, throughout Hong Kong. Uh, It says that around 500,000 elderly of people over 65 are living in poverty in Hong Kong right now, and the pandemic and social distancing is hitting this group very hard because they're often isolated in normal times anyway. Mm. So, um, and 30,000 of the... uh, care uh food care packs are going to go to these elderly people thirty thousand so that's going to be helpful
0: exactly plus
1: yeah, plus an extra eight thousand are going to go to families who um who are struggling to uh to put food on the table mm. so that's the that, that that's the heavy stuff today noreen next let's go a little more upbeat shall we yes. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, we talked a couple of weeks ago about retro recipes. There was the Galloping Gourmet, and there was some fun. There was a there was a uh, a YouTube site with nostalgic recipes. Well, we uh, one thing to also look at while people have a little time on their hands is what did some of the famous celebrities of uh, times past also enjoy eating? Well. One person who there is a lot written about is Elvis Presley. He is known. Do you know what his most famous uh, uh, casual combination of food is? You've probably known, or do you?
0: No, oh, I don't. No?
1: Oh, okay. Well, a little before your time. But um, uh, he, 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 was, he was big on um, having uh, banana and peanut butter sandwiches. That was his thing. What? It's uh it's uh, you know, it's it doesn't sound very rock and roll actually, does it?
0: But uh I so that's, just like oh. Yeah. And uh, yeah. and wait and bacon. Oh. Um I think oh, no, sorry, separate, to... sorry, separate, sorry, separate, sorry. Yeah. it's peanut he, butter and banana sandwich or
1: yeah.
0: or banana and bacon sandwich he liked as well
1: that 's right that was another another classic Presley combo That's now weird. It, it, it's just it 's just interesting to uh, i mean it 's an easy thing to do, and people seem to be as as we mentioned before doing these kind of social media uh, maths problems or or different people are writing lists <laughs> about different jobs they had and all these different things and it, and um, you know should it take one 's fancy, you could find out what some of the uh some of the celebrities of yesteryear used to enjoy eating. And there are loads of books on Elvis and what he ate. And some of them have got some quite amusing names, I think, because they're playing on the names of some of his old songs. So there's a book called All Cooked Up, which is a play on All Shook Up, which is one of his. And there's another one called Are You Hungry Tonight instead of Are You Lonely Tonight, his single. Um, you know, these small things make me laugh, norrid in these difficult times.
0: Sorry, going Just back to something p- about what, what celebrities like to eat. Um, I'm reading on a readersdigest.com, Prince Harry yeah. and William love fast food. This is according to their personal chef. They love fast food, especially McDonald's. Interesting. Ah, well,
1: Huh. They've just moved. They've just moved to Canada, which I think is home to, uh, to a to a selection of other ones uh, as well. I think Triple O's come from there, and uh, some some other burgers. Oh well, they'll be they'll be they'll be fine for those in, for their new life then. I think.
0: Wow, and and the Queen apparently likes to eat out of her Tupperware. Um, she had a, a a yellow a plastic yellow Tupperware container that she would eat uh, strawberries from. That's
1: Really? I didn't know that. That would be handy if she goes to Wimbledon. <laughs> but, yeah. Well, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to end, Noreen, yes, um, by, by, by saying that I mentioned recently how a lot of U.S. restaurants have offers for free food, you know, trying to drum up a bit of business. For those who are interested in a bargain in some of Hong Kong's top hotel restaurants, I'm not going to mention them by name, but Google around, and currently, right now, some of them are offering special discounts on buying gift cards, if you buy something like a hundred dollars or up to a thousand dollar gift card, you can get a twenty five percent discount on oh. that. Um, and in, uh, in one hotel it's up to thirty uh, percent off the face value, and you can use them, some of these, most of them I think that I've seen until the end of the year. So that, that's hotels who are not doing much business at all, wanting to get some money coming in and you get a discount and enjoy a great meal up until the end of the year.
0: Interesting, very good. Wow, we shall definitely look into it. Well, meanwhile, thank you very much indeed uh, for your time today. And that's Andrew Dembina uh, giving us the latest happenings in the world of